This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. The SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is a visit with former Iowa State Volleyball All-American Kaylee Manns, who was recently voted into the Iowa State Athletics Hall of Fame. As an outstanding setter, Manns was at the heart of the most successful teams in Cyclone history, earning Iowa State Female Athlete of the Year honors before playing professionally in Europe. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Kaylee Manns. Kaylee, first of all, congratulations on uh, being voted into the Hall of Fame. It's a great, great honor. Tell me what it meant to you to, to get that call. Oh, man. I mean, I guess it just kind of meant that I helped the program in a very, very positive way which is a, you know, a direct correlation to the coaches having faith in me, you know, and bringing me in and, and kind of, especially even my freshman year, having faith that, you know, I could step in and play. And I think it means so much for the volleyball program itself to have an athlete somewhat recent in the Hall of Fame, because I mean, that just shows that the program has gotten better and better and, and has a good reputation. So, so for me, as a like personal level, it's incredible. And I'm like, what? Me? Why? You know, um, <laughs> but for the program itself, I just think it speaks, it speaks wonders about how far it's come. Yeah, there's no doubt there's going to be more to follow. So it, yeah, it, is, exactly. it is a nice step, no question. Tell me about coming to Iowa State from Topeka. Um, yeah. how, how did it happen? You had to be one of Christie's first recruits. So what sold you on her and on Iowa State? Well, actually, it just worked out really well. Don was recruiting me to Illinois State and Christie was recruiting me to Wisconsin. And then I had gone to email them or something. And both kind of just said, like, hey, we've moved jobs. And Christie's was like, hey, we've moved jobs to um, Iowa State. And Dawn was, said the same thing. And I'm like, whoa, weird. Like, they've both come together kind of in the same place. So it lined up perfectly. And then, I mean, who, as a setter, who wouldn't want to play for Christie? You know, I, got, I was able to learn from the best, you know, for my four years. So she, that was just an easy sell for me right there. That, I mean, that was a no-brainer. You were all state in volleyball and basketball in high school, and you also played soccer too. Before we dig too much into volleyball, and I, I really apologize, that's a bad pun, but um, <laughs> what did you like about basketball and soccer? Tell me about those two sports and what uh, you liked about them. Yeah, I soccer I loved. Um, I'm like pretty aggressive personality, so it was always fun, you know, to just like body up with people. Basketball, I did. I, I just grew up playing basketball. You know, that was just kind of like the sport. My dad loved it. So, you know, it was just kind of the thing. We'd go shoot hoops. You know, my mom was a teacher. So we'd go shoot or play one-on-one. You know, it's just an easy sport to grow up playing. Volleyball is a little bit harder because, you know, am I just going to like pepper with someone in the front yard? You know, it's just different. So I, I just loved the like aggressivity about both of those sports, I would say. I was going to play, you know, soccer in college. Like that was my, that was my thing. And then I realized I didn't want to run that much. <laughs> good decision now some people just kind of narrow in on a sport and others really broaden out and play a lot of different sports do you feel like it helped you in volleyball to have played soccer and basketball absolutely I mean it, there's there's no question I I find that even just through coaching now right you know I find a lot of the kids that are just very volleyball focused kind of burn out a little bit because you know they're, they're not kids they're not just Outside, you know, oh, hey, I got basketball practice tonight. Great. You know, do, does it mean you have to, you know, play for a, a travel club team or anything? But, yeah, play school basketball. Play school soccer. You know, just I think it just helps 
I mean, not even just like mentally, but like your body, you become an athlete that way. You're not, you know, you're not as much a one trick pony, right? Like I was able to learn so many things from Christy and Dawn and Joe and the coaching staff because I was just an athlete and I'd learned how to, you know, move my body and, and in several different ways in several different sports. So I think that that, you know, just looking at like the class that they brought in, you know, with me and after me, and there was just a bunch of athletes that they taught how to play volleyball. Right. And it, that's why it worked. We were athletic, we were super competitive and, you know, we weren't going to lose and they taught us everything that we knew. You know, nobody was like a seasoned, you know, like, you know, playing for this amazing club and, you know, top notch volleyball player. No, we we're athletes and they taught us how to play. It's good advice for young people, I think. You made an immediate impact your, your freshman year reaching the NCAA tournament. And what were some of the challenges of, of just that transition from high school or club sports yeah. to, to playing at a, at a big 12 level, some of the best players in the country? I mean, for me, it was a competition. So that was, that was easy. That, that motivated me right away. You know, the gameplay was a lot faster. You know, I was playing with girls that were fifth year seniors and I was, you know, 18 years old. I understood this is their last year. You know what I mean? They want to go out and win and, you know, go out with a bang. So I think the transition of just, you know, playing with older players that have been around the program and seen the program from where it was, you know, kind of at the bottom of the bottom to where it was going to like where it, you know, where it was at that time, which was getting much, much better. So I think just the pressure that kind of went with that, you know, especially as a setter, like I'm, I'm touching a ball every play. So just making sure that I'm putting, you know, these girls in the best position to score was, you know, it was, it was, it was nerve wracking. You know, I'm setting a 23-year-old girl. I'm like, uh, you know, five years older than me. Like, oh, please don't mess up, Kaylee. You know, just it was just a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of pressure there. Well, no question. I would think that's true. Not wanting to let down older teammates who have invested a lot in the program and you're in a mm-hmm. starting role and you're a key part of that team. So was there a teammate or maybe one of those older players who kind of took you under her wing and uh, um, helped you through that transition? Yeah, there was one that, you know, was definitely just like, okay, I understand where you're at. I know maybe it wasn't going as well as it could, or maybe, you know, whatever was going on, but definitely took me under wing and was like, listen, you know, this is what you need to do to make sure that to keep these players happy. Right. And this is what, you know, they need from you. And and a lot of players, you know, everybody's pretty open and honest. Like, this is what I need from you. Like, I need this ball. I need this set. I need, I need you to do these things off the court. It was helpful because, you know, you jump in and, Okay, let's go. You know, season starts. There's no lull period for a fall sport. So, so yeah, there. I did have some amazing teammates that that kind of helped me along the way for sure. You got to name names. I mean, we need we need we need <laughs> to give credit where credit's due to somebody um, who kind of helped actually, you. Actually, ironically, who is now one of my absolute best friends, Megan Ferry, was kind of <laughs> one of the people that was like, okay, you know, you need to get it. You know, get your stuff in line. This is what these girls need from you because she was she was like a junior, right? So she was kind of in the middle. Okay. Um, but I had some other great, you know, Lauren Larson was wonderful. Aaron Boovey was amazing. You know, just in, they were very positive and very supportive. Well, I didn't mean to pry, but, you know, I'm a reporter. That, that's what I, like, I do. Katie Jessen was awesome, too. I mean, <laughs> there were some great girls. But, you know, I just specifically remember Megan, you know, after that first day of practice was like, okay, if you want to be the starting setter, this is what you need to do. I was like, okay, what do I need to do? <laughs> Get ready for your tailgate with Authentic Brand, proudly creating Cyclone gear. Authentic Brand makes all kinds of Cyclones apparel, from t-shirts to dress shirts, hats, bags, and more. You'll love the huge selection and all in cardinal and gold. Find it at local retailers or order online at AuthenticBrand.com. 
Okay, I'm going to jump ahead down to your sophomore season. And as a team, you guys take it a step further. You beat number eight, Wisconsin. You advance to the Sweet 16. And you're setting school records all along the way. So are you finding that as you're having more success, that it's really cool to see the team having more success too, and that maybe you guys are on the verge of something really special? Yeah, I mean, that was – and I think that was kind of like apparent to – you know, the coaches too, they were always, they're never like boisterous or, or conceited or anything like that. You know, you know them, but they were definitely kind of hinting at us a lot of times like, Hey, this is like really cool. Like this is a big deal what we're doing, you know, because to me, I came in and I, I wasn't a part of the program when it wasn't doing well at all. So for me, I didn't have that full understanding of like, Oh, we used, you used to win one big 12 game a year. Like I, I was never a part of that. So not to say I didn't appreciate it, but I didn't understand it, right? Like, I, you know, to me, we just, we won because that's what we were supposed to do. That was different, but yeah, it was. I mean, you know, if, as long as I'm getting better and individuals are getting better on the team, the team becomes better, right? And I would like to say that the school records that were set was a lot because we went to 30 points my freshman, my sophomore year. We went to 30 points instead of 25. So, <laughs> so I'm pretty lucky when it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely very you know this was really special and this was becoming the standard now right what had happened before was done like we were expected to win so I think that's what that's where the the attitude and mindset changed and to have that happen in a year is pretty incredible I want to have you take me back to a moment in time here in your junior season when you earned all American honors and and as a program again it goes hand in hand you're taking another big step forward you beat number 10 Minnesota so you're back in the sweet 16 but then you're down to nothing number seven, Oregon, and just one of the most amazing comebacks in Iowa State history to reach the Elite Eight. Just what do you remember about that particular match and the euphoria of knowing that Iowa State Volleyball was in the Elite Eight? Yeah, it was just incredible. That match, I will never forget. We're down 2-0. Like, the other team, Oregon's, like, laughing. Kind of just like, what are you guys even doing here? Like, this is a joke. And then we, you know, came back and won. I think we met Texas then after that, so that was quickly – that was quickly – uh Euphoria was gone when I realized we had to play Texas for a third time that year. Um, but, you know, which is that kept, kind of kept happening to us. My senior year, we played three other Big 12 teams. You know, it was crazy. But that game, I've, I've seen and watched a lot of volleyball since. And I have not seen many games like that. You know, for how badly we were beaten the first two sets to come back and actually win is, is remarkable. And like, I think that just showed that, like, we did not want to lose. Yeah, we were in our own heads for the first two sets. Great. But we figured out a way to win. You know, a lot of girls would, teams would just be like, well, we've lost. Give up, you know. But I really think that that just, that just came from like our grit. We just, we were going to fight and figure out a way to win. You mentioned your senior season. And again, the common thread here is each year, the program just keeps getting better and better during your four years there, because that's got to be the best team in school history, I would think. You're 27 and 5. I mean, you go 17 and three in the big 12 back to the sweet 16, but huge wins along the way too. I mean, you beat number two, Texas, you win at Nebraska. What made that team so special that particular season? The motivation to win and the mindset that no one will beat us. You know, we walked into Nebraska, we're going to win. I mean, winning there versus winning in Ames says even more about that team in my opinion, because that's not an easy place to play. It's not an easy place to win. So I just, I just think that like it all came from the expectation to win that was now set forth by our coaching staff. 
and by senior leaders and by girls that had been in the program long enough to understand it's grown very quickly and um, become successful very quickly. And we don't want that to change or stop, right? We want it to keep happening. So I think that um, that that's just, that's all, I mean, that's really all it was. I can honestly say, you know, we had so many crazy wins, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, you know, in tournament time that it became, that wasn't, you know, oh, wow, Iowa State upset them. No, it was like, yeah, Iowa State won. Like, that's, <laughs> this is a good match. And they didn't just come in and, and um, you know, they were such an underdog, but we were always kind of an underdog, which was made it even more fun. Um, but, you know, it, it, we became, you know, the team to beat, not the team to surprise others. Well put. I, I know you're really kind of modest about that record for assists, but you still hold that career record for assists. And, <laughs> and you know, maybe a, a better indicator, you got awarded with Iowa State Female Athlete of the Year as a senior. It had to be nice to be recognized because that's a, that's a big award. Only one female athlete that entire year, when you think about all the female athletes playing at Iowa State, competing in all those different sports, it had to be really nice to be recognized as that. Yeah, that was awesome. That was really cool, especially after, you know, after already being done, you know, with my eligibility up and almost done with school, it was nice to kind of, it was a cherry on top. Today's SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. Tell me about the kind of the mindset of a setter. You, you you're adjusting to different players surrounding you each year. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how, how did you do that effectively? And then how did you make sure you played your players to your uh, teammates' strengths? Definitely with help of Christy, number one. You know, I mean, she's, I called on her for all of her knowledge and wisdom and, and setting, you know, what to look for, what to see, you know, that type of stuff. Um, you know, goal as a setter is to put your hitter in the best position to score, right? So whatever I needed to do or whatever that may be, I made sure to do it. You know, setters have to be, you know, we have to have like a three second memory rate is kind of like what they say. So a player tells you, hey, I need that ball tighter. Hey, I need that ball off the net. You take it. You're like, okay, next time. And then you move on, right? You know, it's not a personal attack. You know, they're not mad at you. It's just what they need, what, what the team needs to be successful. So I think that's where a lot of, you know, setters struggle, especially younger you know, I, again, just through coaching, you know, I've had to tell girls so many times, like, hey, you're the setter, like, let it go. You've got to, you know, if you thought that was a perfect ball, but she didn't score and she needs something different, you say yes, and then you do it, you know? So it's a, it's a very unique position in that, you know, it's kind of like a, you know, you're, you're kind of at the service of the hitters, which is good. And, but it's, but it's so fun, you know, to see them succeed means your team succeeds. So, you know, the mindset just has to be selfless and, and your goal is to basically better the ball for your teammates. I'm going to kind of summarize the uh, team accomplishments and you touched on some of these. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of lay it out there. And then I'd like to ask you a question about this. But during your four years, you're, you're in four NCAA tournaments, two sweet 16s and elite eight. And as you mentioned, it's a complete turnaround because Iowa State Volleyball was 13 and 167 in, in the Big 12 in nine years prior to Christy arriving. How so, is that possible? That's, that that's like, what I'm supposed to ask you. That would what, be such a, I mean, oh man, what a, you, how you, tough it would be to step on the court every day. You stole my question. So how was it possible? What is it about Christy that makes her so special? How did she do that? I mean, that's, you're talking Bill Snyder, Kansas State. 
Yeah, right. Bill Fenley, Iowa State women's basketball. I mean, there's some pretty remarkable turnarounds in the history of NCAA athletics. I think this is one of them. I mean, from 13 and 167 in the Big 12 to what you guys accomplished, how, how did Christy do it? She brought in a winner's attitude. I think that at Iowa State, from what I gathered my freshman year was, one of my friends played at KU during that time, and she said that we used to joke that you could play with your opposite hand, like you would tie your, your right hand, you tie your right hand behind your back and play with your left arm, and you would still beat Iowa State in three. You know, like that was a joke. Like you'd play with your opposite hand, you'd still win, no big deal. That's kind of what I, you know, Iowa State was known for, and I believe that attitude obviously went across the net into the, the Cyclones on the court. So I think that having fresh blood and somebody with a history of winning and someone with a personal history of being very successful on the court, I think that's really what it took. Because we, I mean, my recruiting class was, what, the first recruiting class? We had three girls. It's not like she brought in, you know, 10 new players. We played with a lot of the same athletes. But they just needed somebody to be like, you can do this and you're very good. You're a great player. Okay, so now let's show it. Let's figure out a way to, you know, let's figure out a way to for you to be the most successful and prove that you're a great player. You moved on to a, a really successful, long professional career. Um, <laughs> and you played in a lot of places I all over the world. Well, <laughs> you played at USA Professional Volleyball League and you played all over the world. So how, how many countries total did you play in? And tell me a little bit about those experiences. Uh, maybe eight. Wow. Eight. Yeah. What was your favorite? Um, I love Turkey. Okay. Absolutely love Turkey. Um, also loved Brazil. Um, loved the Philippines. I mean, everywhere is so amazing in its own right. Um, Switzerland. I, that's where I played my first year. That was incredible. It was just the most beautiful country ever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's been so great to continue competing and being able to, you know, see things and experience things that most people don't ever experience in their lifetime. So I've really had the best of both worlds, and I've been very, very fortunate. So it was really just a combination of enjoying what you were doing, but also you just, it sounds like you couldn't quite get that volleyball bug out of your system. Yeah, I'm just super competitive, and it's hard to figure out how I'm going to channel that elsewhere in my life. <laughs> you know, when I, I do, I, I mean, you can ask anyone, I'm not a big fan of practice. I'm not like very good at practice, like mentally. I just, I don't know. I just don't play as hard as I normally would, even though I feel like I am. Um, but I love games. Like I absolutely love to compete, you know, match setting, you know, whatever people watching, not watching. I just, I love, love that part of the game. Like absolutely adore it. So now I'm not overly educated about overseas. I haven't been there. I'm curious though, because of the list of places you've been, I wouldn't have guessed that, that Turkey would be at the top of the list. Tell me what you enjoyed so much about Turkey. Well, the volleyball is incredible. It's, you know, one of the top leagues, if not the top league in the world. So that was, that was rewarding in itself. You know, I, if I'm going to play, I want to play at a very high level. So that was amazing. And just the culture, the, you know, the old, I mean, the Ottoman empire was there, right? So there, there's a lot of things still, you know, that, that were definitely remind you of that, time you know the country itself has some of the most beautiful beaches as well you know the people are wonderful the food is just incredible so there's a very special and unique vibe in that country and I just it was kind of old world enchantment and I just absolutely loved that 
So now you're into a new chapter as an assistant men's volleyball coach at North Park University in Chicago. And women's. Okay, okay. Tell me about this new volleyball challenge for you. You mentioned kind of keeping that the competitive juices going. Can this fill the void at all or not? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, everything's been canceled due to, you know, the pandemic and whatnot. So I did enjoy coaching the boys and the men's is a very, very different game. But yeah, I just, it was kind of a a situation that I, I guess I just kind of fell into and was like, you know what? And I, and I told that coach, I was like, I'm going to give this a try, you know, let's see, let's kind of see how this goes and and blossoms from here. So um, I am enjoying it. We'll see, you know, what happens with the girls season, et cetera. It's it's definitely a different atmosphere. It is a division three school. So you have different types of athletes, very academic minded. So We'll see. We're going to, I'm excited to find out. I, I do love to coach. I coach clinics all summer. You know, I do, you know, I work with kids individually a lot, whatever. Um, and I do love to coach, but we will see if this, if this is a good setting for me. And you're in a unique situation because, you know, a decade after your Iowa State career is over, Christy Johnson Lynch is still going strong at Iowa State. It's not like you've lost, yep. lost that. And so do you still feel really connected to the Iowa State program and keep track? And, and then also, how connected are you to your former teammates? Do you still keep it, keep yeah. in touch with some of them? Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're my absolute best friends. Many, many, many of them. You know, they're the girls that, that I plan vacations with. They're the girls, you know, so um, all of them, you know, my teammates from Iowa state are my lifelong friends w- without a doubt. I do feel connected to the program. There was a time, you know, definitely when I was overseas for eight and 10 months at a time that, that basically a text would let me know hey, Iowa State did this, or hey, the girls did this, whatever. I do keep a little bit more track now. I actually went to the the NIT championship in Ames. Mm -hmm. Um, I was on the way to the Final Four. And so we went and watched that game and then went out to dinner with Christy and and chatted about how everything's going and how different, you know, you know, compare this, this team to like when I played, how are the athletes different? How are the, you know, how are all these things changed? So that's been very interesting to find out. There's a lot of just, there's a lot of changes you know, generations are different. So yeah, I would definitely say, yeah, still connected. I talked to Jenna a lot, uh, obviously the assistant coach. So yeah, still connected. You know, they always say, you know, like you guys say, once a cyclone, always a cyclone. That's, that's not going anywhere. <laughs> no doubt about it. And uh, can't wait to see the day when you are inducted into the hall of fame. No, we'll see. That's kind of up in the air right now. We'll find out when that yeah. that's going to happen, but we know it won't be this fall, but it will happen. Yep. And uh, you certainly are uh, deserving of being in there. So Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much for taking the time this morning. It's really been fun to of visit course. with you and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you back here on campus sometime soon, hopefully. All right. Thank you so much, John. Have a good day. All right. You too. Thanks. Today's SciCast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.